to Totalus Rankium. This week, Questioners Respondi! And welcome to Roman Emperors Totalus Rankium. I am Jamie. And I'm Rob. We've ranked all the emperors from Augustus to Augustus. Yeah, we have. And now we're just chilling out. Oh, Sitting yeah. back. I'm in my relaxed pose. Yep. And he's wearing nothing. <laughs> this counts. Um. <laughs> it's my couch, Rob. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just our question. Question episode? Yeah. Answer episode. Yeah. Yes. Ask us and we will answer episode. As best as we can. Yeah. Yeah, last week we put on uh, on Facebook and Twitter and we just asked, what do you want to know? Hmm. And people ask questions, which hmm. is nice. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad not many of them were historical questions. So, you know, yeah. what was your opinion of, you know, the, the British invasion of Peru? Every country in the in world. 1842. <laughs> yes. Which I thought was horrendous. It was. Yeah. The amount of guinea pigs slaughtered. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, we haven't got many historical questions. Quite a few personal... I've split them between, like, podcast technical questions. Okay. Um, then personal questions. Then there was a section, questions about Rome, but that's only one question. No. Oh, no, two questions. And then just the odd ones. That's that's the largest okay. <laughs> section. <laughs> So we're just going to start. I have no idea how long this is going to last. I'm, I'm slightly annoyed in a way because I, I was thinking I was really organised. I've got my phone ready with all the all the questions on, yeah. ready to flip between the different things. You've got to type them all up and organise them. Typed is a large word. I copy them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. But yeah, no. I'm really organized. really proud of myself. Organised. That's okay. what I am. Well, you can still be proud of yourself when you answer some of these questions correctly. Yeah. Yes. It'd be hard not to. <laughs> it's the one round I can win. <laughs> Okay, well, let's start, shall we? Um, we will ask questions uh, that specific people have asked us yeah. um, for most of them, but there are a couple of just ones that a few people asked that I think we'll just get those out of the way first. So this is just how do we make the show. Okay. Yeah, and what's the typical week like? Yeah. Go on, Rob. Shall I start <laughs> and then you can do yours? <laughs> <laughs> I've done mine already. Right, okay. <laughs> that was it. Um, okay, typical week. This is this is how I do it. It's hard to know where to start because it's just like an overlapping cycle. Yeah. So I've decided to start with today, Thursday. Okay. Yeah, so we record. Mm. I come to Jamie's uh, after work. Yeah. Uh, I try and get out as early as possible. And then I come around here, we crack open a beer, mm-hmm. and uh, we, we turn the recorder on. Yeah. And away we go. And that's Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. Friday, I am to get some, if not all, of the editing done. Uh, depends. Depends if you're out the pub, I guess. It, yeah, it depends if I've got a life <laughs> that week. <laughs> if I'm not, I'm editing. I usually try and select a different drink to edit with. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, just so I can put a new drink each time on Twitter when I do the photo. No one's noticed, or at least mentioned, the fact that I always have a different drink. I'm starting to struggle. Lemoncello <laughs> was the last one. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so edit on Friday. That sometimes spills over, quite often spills over into Saturday morning. And then at some point on Saturday in the afternoon or evening, I start reading about the next emperor. Mm. And then I start with my little post-it notes, and I put them next to interesting stuff. I just generally read secondary sources, modern books. Mm. Do you have a code for your post-it notes? Um, I choose a new colour for each emperor. So if I'm using the same book, I can easily see which one it is. But post-its don't only come in pink, yellow and green. No, these, these are extra... Extra special post-it notes. I mean, they have tones. They they do. They're amazing. They're wow. from um, they're from 
paper chase, I think. They come in a little cardboard booklets, and they're not like big post-it notes. They're the little... What, yeah, what yeah. are they called? The I know what you mean. Uh, like, um, treasury... Treasury... Oh. No, treasury tags are the weird rope things, aren't they? I think like citation tag, aren't they? Yeah, something like that. The little thin ones. Yeah, I don't know what they're called. But they're plastic. They're not paper. Oh, are they reusable? Oh, yes. Oh! If nice. you really wanted to. I don't, personally. No. They usually stay in the book. Uh, but yeah, they're plastic, and that means they're transparent, so you can put them in and still read the book. Oh, that's very fun. useful. That's very cool. And they're really nice and thin, and they don't get all scraggly. Oh, they're good. They were a good find. I buy in bulk when I see them <laughs> in the shop. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea about this. This is exciting. No, this is all the new. A whole new it? world is opening out to me. So, yeah, that's, that's, my, that's my Saturday. And then that goes into Sunday. I spend most... Of, most of my research is done on Sundays. I read around the Emperor, uh, more post-it notes. I generally am looking for the interesting stories. Yeah. Uh, the things that would impress you is what I'm <laughs> Quite an easy job, though. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Jamie, you had a beard. <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. Um, Monday. Monday, I don't go to work. I only work four days. <sighs> which still really annoys you. Of course it does. But you'll be pleased to know Monday yeah. is the day I do most of the work on the podcast. So okay. I'll finish off any research. I will then read all the primary sources that I can find, usually online, although sometimes I'll have a book. And then I write up my notes on Monday. So I go through all my books, post-it notes. In fact, I start off with Wikipedia, just because Wikipedia is really useful for looking up dates of family members and stuff. Yeah. So you can quickly skip around family members and work out who was born when. So okay. I always have that page open. And then I get my books out and just go from one post-it note to the other. And I okay. just write up my notes. Oh, nice. So that's what I do on Monday. Then on Tuesday, Tuesdays might be my day off, unless it's a busy week. Constantine, for example, I was still <laughs> thick in writing notes. Yeah. Whereas Quintilus, I definitely finished by this point. <laughs> so I finish off on Tuesday after work if I need to sometimes. Then on Wednesday, um, I might start reading ahead for Next Emperor, just in case. But generally don't do anything on Wednesdays. Okay. And then it's Thursday, we're back to the beginning. Oh, I come brilliant. and record and the cycle goes round and round. Oh. Yeah. Does it get ever boring when you're doing it or is it still quite exciting I genuinely thought it would do at some point when we started because you know when you start something you always go at some point i'm gonna flatten it <laughs> yeah. but at no point did it get a bit repetitive the only time in all of the podcast where i felt like i had to go and write my notes up was in the quarterfinals when yeah. we were just rehashing stuff we'd already done, which was important for the quarterfinals. Yeah. I felt we needed to do it, but I wasn't learning anything new personally. I think okay. that's what kept taking me back. It's like, yeah, no, I want to know what happens in that centre. Oh. So I'm really excited for like Leo's episode. Yeah. Actually doing some research again, because yeah. it's been a good couple of months since I've yeah. done some real research. So that'll be good. So yeah, there you go. That's my oh, week. That's interesting. <laughs> How about you? Um... I let you in on you, a Thursday. You do, you do. I, I provide the alcohol. You do, you do, and I do appreciate that. I'm no, happily yeah, sipping you, on a beer right now. You do everything else. It's <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. You, you've you made the coins. Yes. You've made the coins. I ordered the microphone. You did. Yeah. I got I got the dick to phone. You did do that, yeah. It's harder than you think, though, because, you know, I've got to respond to you. In all seriousness, I could <laughs> not do your... Se do you remember the very first episode we did? Vaguely, yes. And we thought we were both going to do the research. Because that was the plan originally. Because we, we didn't really... Yeah. Yeah, the plan was we yeah. were both going to research and we were both going to talk about it. Yes. It's like, that way it would be balanced. Mm. And we very quickly realised it works better if only one of us does the research. It's very natural though, wasn't it? 
yeah, it's we got to a bit that you hadn't researched, and so I <laughs> I took over, and it just kind of flowed much better. If you go back and listen to the Bacchus Grounders episode, you can hear about ten minutes in, I think it's mm. after the Kings, yeah, and we go into something new. It suddenly changes, and it just flows so much better. It does because because yeah. I shut up. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because when you were telling me things, I was sat there silently because I'm awful at responding to things. I just sit here silently and go, "Yeah, I know that." <laughs> Whereas, whereas you, you responded. Yeah, that definitely worked better. And I think we... It didn't take us long to figure out what no, we no. was best. No, no. Figure out our roles. Yeah. So there you go. That, that's that's a typical week. Mm. Yeah. Something else we were asked about. Go the on. music. The be- intro music. Yeah. The, well, not just the intro music, but let's talk about the intro music first. Oh, that's a great story. <laughs> so as, as with anything we ever do, it starts off in the pub. Yes, it did. In, in, in Coventry. Yes. I think we just talked, because we had the idea of a podcast, didn't we? Yeah, yes. You sort of germinated that idea. Yeah. And um, we thought, oh, what, what kind of music could we have? We'd already recorded Bacchus Groundus and Augustus. Had we? Yes. Oh, wow, okay. Uh, because I needed to go and edit them and put them together, and we needed some music. All right. So we had actually got quite far into it. I didn't realise that. We might not have done Augustus, but I think we'd recorded one episode. Yeah. And, yeah, so it was around then. So we were quite far into the process of, mm. like, shall we do this podcast? Yeah. And, yeah, we needed to come up with a theme tune. I think it's idea, idea in my head was just like a big epic kind of, like, uh, film, 50s chariot racing, Ben-Hur. Ben-Hur, yes. I, I imagine, that, remember, like, the Ben-Hur epic, dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. Is that in Ben-Hur? I don't know. But, but it is like in it your head. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then there was this, I was watching um, Honest Trailers. And they're doing the an episode. It's on YouTube. They they kind of yeah. Mock. No, I've seen it. Yeah, oh, that's fine. Um, oh, and, listeners might not. We should probably no. clarify for them. Oh, that's great. Honest trailers on YouTube. They they <laughs> they do fake trailers for films um, and kind of mock the film quite heavily. And I was watching the one for um, in Inception. Yeah. And how lots of films have got that boah in it. Yes. Yeah. And it and it just it, it worked really well. And then you went away and. But yeah, we, we were sat there at phenomenal. the table in our meeting, yeah. we'll call it. Yeah. Um, we had a notebook. We were a good four, five hours into our Probably. meeting. What <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> a lubrication. Yes, there was. Um, yeah, it's we wrote the music by just mm. shouting that noises at each other. Yeah. <laughs> then it should go, blah, and then the trumpet should come in and go, duh, duh. Yeah, and we were just doing that and then I woke up the next day feeling a bit worse for wear staggered into my room <laughs> poured up garage band it's like right let's see if I can remember this I'm amazed you ever came up with anything from, from that conversation <laughs> I, I was quite happy how close I managed to get to what I had imagined the day before <laughs> yeah. it was better because you did that little I, I figured that, that nice. you needed something in there other yeah, than did. just blah <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it's really good I mean, so that, that, that was our intro music which is because it was written like that it's very easy to adapt which is why we were able to do the uh James Bond version. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. Um, other music. Someone asked about the sad music. Our apology music. Oh, that's, that's all you, music. isn't it? Yeah, that is actually just a song I wrote. It's um, using the poem by uh, Wilfred Owen, the um, Popatre Moray poem. Oh, nice. Um, I get some sound clip of a speech or a poem and I write music to it. This is one of my hobbies. Oh. Uh, yeah, so I, I 
did that. And then when we were doing an apology, I was looking for sad music. And it's like, oh, I know what I could use. So I took the poem off and then just kept the music. No, sadder music than people dying. Well, it's a very sad poem. It's a very sad It's an poem. amazing poem. Um, yeah, I'll put it at the end. and People can listen to the actual version. Do you really know what the, it stands for, that, at the end? Yes. Yeah. It's, it it's is. good, isn't it? It's powerful. The, well, the song is called Sweet and Honourable. Oh. It's, that's what I call Beautiful. the song. So, yeah, the piece of music is called Sweet oh. and Honourable. It is. Oh, are we able to access your music? <laughs> no, because it's on my computer. Oh. <laughs> I should get it out somehow. I'm, I'm sure listeners would love to buy it. Uh, because I use, um, I use sound clips from speeches made in films or poems and stuff i doubt i ever could release no. it unfortunately but it's not for that it's it just, free to download just it? so i can mess about in my room on my piano right okay so that was a couple of questions that were just general generic questions now yeah. we have a specific one here emma parsons asked what made you pick roman emperors over any other topic in the first place that's all you. And I think this could link to how the podcast started completely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, well, this is actually our second podcast. People might be amazed to learn. Yeah. Yeah, we did actually record two episodes of a different podcast mm. uh, called Top 5 History. Top V History. Yes. That's <laughs> Roman numeral in there. Yeah, which <laughs> was always going to be confusing. Perhaps it's a good thing this didn't work. <laughs> um, yeah, we uh, there were three of us, but we soon realised that we just the three of us were never going to get together enough yeah. to make it work. Um, yeah, although we did record two episodes, and one of those episodes was our top five Roman emperors. The top five reasons why the West fell. That was the other one. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, so they were both Roman based. Ah. So I do have somewhere a recording of us two before we did this podcast wow. talking about the top five podcasts. So what makes it interesting is I wasn't the researcher. No. And it wasn't Jamie, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wasn't me. Yeah, no, the third member who actually has a history degree uh, was the researcher. Yeah. And uh, we were discussing um, the top five. I can't remember what the top five he said. You must have said Aurelian, Diocletian. He didn't say Aurelian, I know Vespasian. That. Vespasian was one. Because I remember that name. Yeah. Vespasian, Diocletian was in there. Um, Augustus? Augustus, obviously. Um, uh, Max Aurelius, maybe? I don't know. I'll have to find out. Interesting. Oh, I do remember. There was a section in it where we had to make a prediction of who he would choose. I'll have to see if I can find that little segment. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> just plonk it in. Yeah, us two before we even started looking at it, because that was... Yeah. I'd listened to the history of Rome by that point, but I certainly didn't know anywhere near as much as I do now. So. <laughs> yeah, because you, you, it started with your your big interest in Rome, because you, you, I remember just all of a sudden, about a year before, you were really interested in Roman history. and Yeah, that that's from yeah. Mike Duncan's History of Rome podcast. Ah, okay. Because I moved to Birmingham, so my commute to work was a lot longer. <laughs> so... What to do on the commute to work? Listen to podcasts. What shall I listen to? Oh, there's a whole history of Rome podcast. I'll listen to that. Nice. So I developed that interest. I can't remember why. Again, it was one night in the pub. We suddenly decided we should do a podcast. Mm. And I yeah, said I we should that. do a history one. That was in Birmingham. The that was, yeah, that's where that was. So yeah, so that's how that podcast started. But it quickly fell apart, as things often do. But then us two decided we'd give it another shot. Hmm. And um, there you go. The rest is history. <laughs> but dumb. Yeah. I'm not going to tish. <laughs> it didn't. Not worthy. It. No. No. 
So yeah, I think that's. I just decided we were going to do it one day, and you yeah. went, "Yeah, okay, let's do it." Because I, I I came from a position of no Roman knowledge at all, because it's never been an area of history I've been bothered with. Yeah, yeah, like literally nothing. If yeah. any of you think that Jamie's lack of knowledge is an act in aid of the podcast, no, <laughs> it is genuinely no. true. Because <laughs> I, I I'm I'm a fan. I, I've got a, I've got an A level in history. <laughs> so I, it's not a degree. Well, but... you've always much preferred Greek history, haven't you? Yes. Yeah. I mean, that sort of fell off for the last few years, yeah. going through university. More modern history, really. So. Oh, right, okay. Like, what interests me is the propaganda oh, behind okay. things like the rise of Mussolini, the rise of Hitler, um, the Bolshevik Revolution, how the, the, the that propaganda spread. And it's oh. really interesting, because you can certainly apply it to modern, history, modern times, <laughs> which is you? amazing. Yeah. Right, so there you go. That's that's how it started. Yeah. It started in the pub. As most things do with us. As most <laughs> things do. Okay, next one. Scott Rowland um, asked a question, which I think you answered on Facebook. Oh, uh, did I? Yeah, but I thought I might as well put it in here to make it clear for everyone. Are you going to continue doing Republic episodes? The answer is yes. Mm. Yes, we are. We're doing our American presidents, so let's rank him. Which is a Republic. Yes. Yeah. No, we will be doing the Roman Republicans still. Mark Antony will be next, and then after that, I'm not sure. I like to try and think of a theme for them. So we had Tribune of the Plebs. Yeah. Antony and Cleopatra obviously go together, so I, I want to think of another theme for the next one. See, there are lots of people you could do that aren't Republicans. Like, uh... Well, this is my longer-term aim. We exhaust the Republicans, and then we go into the Emperor period with interesting people that yeah. we didn't cover. So the likes of Stilicho, perhaps, or pick any of the women in the Severan family would be oh, interesting be, to yeah, do. Be great, yeah. Um, yeah, so, yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll do that at some point. Sounds good. Um, he also asks, what emperor or emperors are you most looking forward to in season two? I'll let you lead on this one. Um, well, it's clearly Leo. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there then is. <laughs> all the Constantines. Yes. I'm quite looking forward to them. There's a Basil 1 and 2. There are. Well done. I'm dead excited about that. Only because it's named after my dog. They Mr. are dog. named after your dog. That's true. Um, and, uh, of course, of course, Justinian. But I'm, I mainly want to... I want to see if he's good as he's made up to be. He probably is, and that annoys me slightly. Well, just just remember, Julian's very well liked. And remember how much you liked him. Why? <laughs> Why is he liked? <laughs> Moving on. Um, I'm looking forward to Justinian. That's right. the one I'm looking forward to, and it comes quite near the start. Okay. Also looking forward to Basil II. He's meant to be good. Um, but I'll be honest, my knowledge of, of Eastern Romans is really not much at the moment. Okay. I am looking forward to diving in and finding out what happens exactly. And I you, know the broad strokes, but that is it. And you, by the end, you have to definitively say, is it Byzantine, Byzantine, or, you know, what's the pronunciation? Or you, Byzantum. You, Yes. Yeah. Or Xantinium. Yeah, it'll be one of those. You've got to choose and decide. We will choose. We'll do that. Yeah. We'll do a special episode on it. Yes. Yeah. Right. Okay, then. Joan Stachnik. What were the best resources? I know you used a lot of them, but if you could select one or two that were most useful and readable. Well, let me cover this. Um, <laughs> um, obviously, books. Books were resources. useful, yes. Yeah, and also the internet. Yeah. And I have a ruler that has a list of all the Roman emperors on. So do I you? Quite... No, I'm making that up. <laughs> I do have a ruler of all the uh, English monarchs on. Do you? I, I went and stayed, bizarrely, at Oxford University. They hire out rooms for 
tourists. Yeah. yeah, and it was this weird attic room in a house. It was really weird. And it's owned by Oxford University. They obviously make money by hiring out tourists. Anyway, I went to go and stay in this room, and yeah. on the desk was a ruler of rulers. And nice. I must admit, <gasps> the ruler came home with me. Surely accidentally, though. Accidentally. Slipped into your Slipped suitcase. Slipped into the suitcase, it yes. did. But yeah, I've got my ruler of rulers. That nice. sits next to me on the desk. Oh. Yeah, but I haven't got a Roman one. That would be nice. Um, no, there are other things. Um, I had a quick look at my bookcase. I have a, approximately 30 books that I got for this series. Wow. Um, and history books aren't cheap as well. <laughs> no, Some they're not. They're really not. Um, yeah, which... Uh, it's why the uh, the Senate is very useful now. <laughs> yeah. It means I don't wince quite so much. Uh, yeah, so out of those, however, uh, my favourite book was called Decadent Emperors, Power and Depravity in the Third Century by George Brower. Uh, I'll put a, a link in the description of this week's episode. Um, we'll link it, put an Amazon link in there as well to buy. Yeah, that's what I meant. What, what did you think I meant? I don't know, just to... Just, just a link to a picture of him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this covers the Severn family. Um, okay. I just really liked the way it was written. It was the, the closest to what we were trying to achieve with the podcast, mm. if you know what I mean. It, it was conversational, informative, easy to read, and you got the feeling that telling the story of this family was more important than anything else. And yes, there was some an analysis in there, but it didn't get a, in the way of the narrative. That's good. And it was just a fun read. Huh. Uh, yeah. And it, yeah, it doesn't go into the most detail. <laughs> but if you just want a book to pick up and read and enjoy, as a history book, you don't get much better, in my opinion. The uh, Patricians and Emperors by Ian Hughes, covering the last nine emperors, was almost like that. Not quite as good, but I liked that one as well. Um, also, The Dynasty of Theodosius, or 80 Years Struggle with the Barbarians by Thomas Hodgkins was brilliant because this was written just post-Victorian age. Oh, So brilliant. when you read it, you feel like you're getting two history lessons in one. You're getting to learn about the Romans, <laughs> but you're also learning a lot about what being a man in Victorian times was like. There's a lot of social learning in that book. <laughs> yes. Wow. You're just reading it going, oh, wow, is that what we used to be like? Oh, yeah. yeah Colonial so, gits. Yeah, so that, that was fun. That's interesting. Yeah, I enjoyed that one. Yeah, so there you go. There's a, a, few, a few to have. But the rest were fairly standard. I used to just go onto Amazon and just look around for books that cover certain dynasties and just choose what looks like the best or most interesting. Mm. Um, yeah. And then the primary sources I mostly got online because it's so easy to access them online rather than spending a lot of money on the books. I'm sure legally as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah they're yeah. all they're just there, easy, yeah. free to access. So yeah, I did that. No oh, good. Uh, my favourite was Rotten Romans by Terry Deary. Yeah, that one is useful. Very useful. I believe it has about the uh, the chickens that we talked about in background. Definitely. I think it does have yes, that it in does. horrible histories. So, yeah. yeah. So there you go. We crossed over at that one point. <laughs> See, it was useful. <laughs> yes, it was. You're judging Actually, me. You know what? It would be interesting to read that now. And, and see how much we've covered is in Rotten Romans. <laughs> I, I read a bit to my class when we studied the Romans before yeah. Christmas, and there's some interesting things there. It talks about Caligula and talks about how he, you know, he actually made his horse the consul. And I was like, no, actually, no, children, that's a lie. Ooh, Terry. Got that Terry, wrong, didn't yeah. he? 
Yeah. He despises teachers, by the way. He really does. He really does. I can see why, though. Oh, yeah. He obviously had an awful teacher and it's yeah. really stuck with him. But it's a shame as a teacher when you're getting children to love history and horrible history books are the best books oh, yeah. to do that. And then you go, yeah, the author of this just does not want his yeah. books in school. No. That's a shame. Ironically. Yeah. Because <laughs> so, my wife is also a teacher and she, and in one of her lectures, that she was told by the history person, you know, don't, his Terry Derry, Terry Deary books are awful, they're terrible because he hates teachers so much. They're a bad influence for kids. No, they're not. Well, of course not. No, they're, they're brilliant. <laughs> they got teachers. me into history as a kid. Yeah, yeah. Rotten Romans was... My favourite um, horrible history book. Was it? Yeah. Mine was The Awesome Egyptians. I love that one. No, the Roman one was definitely my favourite. Because I was very late to learn to read because I had awful teachers. So I was... Um, was it 22, 23? When... Something like... No, I was in um, <laughs> year four, year five before I could read. Really? So if you're not from this country... Oh, I don't know what that is in America. How Eight, old ten, is that? Nine, ten. Yeah, about nine. So I was really? quite late. Yeah, yeah. Um, my, wow. my teachers had the philosophy of if you put them near books, they'll somehow learn to read. Oh, yeah, that's 90s teaching, isn't it? Yeah, it really was. So no one had actually thought to teach me how to do it. So when I eventually did, I just hoovered up all the books. It was like, oh, wow, this is amazing. Mm. And Horrible Histories were some of the books that I really were drawn to. Rotten Romans was definitely one of yeah. my favourite. It's good. Right, um, I have no idea how far off that question we went. I can't even remember what the question was. Oh, yeah, sources. <laughs> <laughs> right, we should probably move on. Um, Eduardo Lopez. I don't know if you guys talked about it, but is there any emperor that you guys regret giving Genesis art to? Not counting Didius Julianus, the best emperor chosen by God and the people. <laughs> That's a great answer. <laughs> uh, great, great question. Um, I don't... Not really, because I was... There were none, I mean, it's probably more for you, because I probably fought for some that you didn't want to, and we had to coin toss for it. But Yeah, we did we did do a few coin tosses. The only one that I r- regret, although not hugely, is Galerius, just because he is an awful person. That's interesting. But it was interesting. <laughs> yeah. So I suppose he did deserve it, but I just didn't like it. No. <laughs> Whereas I, Caligula was an awful person, but... Part of you really likes it. And still. Commodus as well. There was nothing redeeming yeah. about Galerius whatsoever. Flipping it, though, Severus perhaps should have got it. I think we were too harsh on Severus. Yeah, I think so. I don't know why. I think we got to the end of the episode and went, nah, yeah, no, really, really thinking. I, I think comparing him maybe to some of the earlier emperors, then maybe yeah. I can see why. But when you got to the end, you're thinking Severus was a genius. <laughs> mm. Well, yeah, compared to some of those yeah, last yeah. ones. Marcion was quite good near the end, though. Yeah, yeah, uh, but right. I think we made the right call. I don't think he was quite good enough. No. Yeah. So I, I'm fairly happy. I don't have much regrets. No, that's good. I mean, one of my biggest regrets was not giving Julianus Jeanne Caesar. Uh, but <laughs> no, <he laughs> that got fixed. He yes, has it yes, now, it so did, it's yes. fine. <laughs> it would be interesting if someone else ranked all the emperors in the same style as us, whether Julianus would get... Um, a word in is it because we just found his story so funny i think so it's just the patheticness of it was hilarious <laughs> really was. It, that's i think it that was one of the most the, the best recording sessions we had <laughs> it was so funny it definitely was at that point where i realized that this is going to work definitely yeah i think up until his episode it's like how long are we going to keep this going mm. i think we did his it's like yeah, this is working. I can see us getting to the end now. Because every now and again you get the episode where there's a bit of a lull and you can tell yeah. it's just it's just dry stuff going on and Yeah. And no. not knock on you, just like the story. Is, yeah, yeah. You definitely you can't got, make it. You get 
a sense when you're recording um, whether you feel like this is a good episode or yes. not. And yeah, that that was a particularly good one. Yeah, it was good. I did like that one. Yeah, okay. So that's that's all the questions about the podcast. Okay. We now go on to personal questions. Ooh, okay. Oh, should we get the sound yeah. guy to do it? Yeah. Go on then. Losers questioner. <laughs> Thank you, sound guy. Because Latin's really coming up. It is, yeah. <laughs> Night classes. <laughs> At the only time you let him out. <laughs> He's got to breathe sometime. <laughs> right, okay. This one's for you. Do you fear that the biographical nature of your podcast is in danger of supporting the widely criticised great man view of history that became popular in the mid-1800s? See, I think I can... I, I know what that means. The idea of you, you focus on important individuals for the, the sake of what's going on underneath. Damn it, yeah, I put this one in just to freak you out. Yeah, I've done history. <laughs> yeah, you know what you're talking about. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's my answer. You know, this is something that genuinely did occur to me and bugged me slightly. Because really? The great man view of history is awful. I hate it. Oh, of course. But what we do is fully supportive of it because we talk about one person mm. and that's the most important thing that's happening in that time. And because we're so strongly biographical, we ignore mostly the wider structure. And we did try and talk about it occasionally, like the smallpox. Yeah. Um, and we, we try and talk around it, but I think we decided right at the start this is a biographical podcast. Yeah, it has to be. So, yeah... Um, and, and and also, I mean, in as a slight devil's advocate to that as well, you know, the person in charge makes a lot of decisions that do affect social, economic things. I mean, of course, there are other things. Well, that's always going to be the case, but yeah. it's got the impact on history. I mean, more so back then, definitely. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to see when we're we're doing our American presidents. They have such less power than the emperors. Did. Oh yeah, the idea of the president of America being powerful in any way it's almost ridiculous the more you look into but, it so okay that's a structure they've created though and for good reason yes exactly you don't want something so autocratic you want democratic. we're going to be even more strongly biographical there we're not mm. looking at their decisions and how it affected we are just looking at how interesting their life was it just so happens that we're looking at the history of america to do it at the same time yeah so yeah okay madden you passed that yes yeah that's good Right, uh, this is a, a various one. A couple of people asked, how did we meet? Oh, I think you tell this best. <laughs> <laughs> it was a dark, stormy night. Yes. The lust was flying through the... <laughs> no, it turns out uh, Rob was my pimp. <laughs> I'd just been released on bail. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, asked who posted the bond. Yeah. Yeah. No, we were at university. Yes. Yes, we, w we went to university together. Yeah, teach training. Yeah, you you'd gone straight from A levels, hadn't you? Yes, um, straight from school, and we both enrolled on a BA honors four year teach training course. Yes, in Birmingham, University I'd... of Central England. Yes, <laughs> as it was called then, they changed their name to Birmingham City University <laughs> to try and convince people that they're actually Birmingham University, which is a far better university. Yeah, with with a tiger on the badge. Yeah, that has a mane That's and no stripes. I'm... Ali went to Birmingham Uni. Really? Yeah, yeah, he went to the good one. <laughs> the... We, we, we didn't. <laughs> was he there at the time the name changed? Because they were really annoyed at that, weren't they? <laughs> yes, they were. Oh, I don't know. Um, I'd have to check. So, yeah, anyway, we, we went to uni together. I didn't go straight from school. I'm a couple of years older than Jamie. Um, I'd gone and 
went I'm into, the adult. I went into the real world and realised how utterly terrifying it was. Packed <laughs> so, <laughs> for education. Yeah, well, I, I had a friend who was training to be a teacher and it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go and do that. So we enrolled on the course. Yeah. And I, I'd heard stories about what it was like at uni. I was very excited. <laughs> it was full of people having fun and... <laughs> And occasionally having a beverage or two. <laughs> yes. So we get to the end of, probably not the first lecture, but it was one of the very early lectures. Within the first week, I feel. Yeah. Maybe. Um, so, so I just, not knowing anyone, breaking the ice, just in a loud voice, called out at the end, anyone want to go to the pub? I hadn't taken into consideration that I was on a course full of people who wanted to be primary school teachers. <laughs> and nothing against primary school teachers, because we're primary school teachers, but mm. they're not necessarily the most exciting bunch. I learned no. this on that day, because there was just deathly silence. Maybe it's nothing to do with primary school teachers. Maybe they just didn't like the look of me. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to tell. <laughs> but eventually, after... The silence had descended and almost solidified in the air. <laughs> there just came this, this small voice, a cry from the back of the room. Oh, go! <laughs> yeah, it was literally just me and Jamie then yeah. went to the pub on what can only be described as a weird first date of friendship. <laughs> 2005. <laughs> yes. So what I was envisaging was a, a big group of us. And mm. No, it was just us two. Yeah. And we went... And we got a pitcher of beer, I believe. Yes. Four, was it four pounds? For a... Oh, it was cheap back then, wasn't it? Two pounds, which was ridiculous. Yeah. And then we sat down and we, I believe we talked about religion and politics. Yeah. We, we decided to work all the things you shouldn't talk about. Yeah. So we talked good. about that. Yeah. yeah. And there you go. So that's how we met. Yeah. And uh, things have never been the same since. No. God, how long ago was that? 2005. 2005. That's scary. Yes. That's uh, 13 years ago. If if we'd got together on that first date and one of us got pregnant, our <laughs> child would be leaving primary school already. They'd be in, they'd be in year they, eight. Oh, that is terrifying. Wow. Yeah. Our little boy. <laughs> all growing up. <laughs> oh, right, there you go. So that's, yeah. that's how, how we met. Um, other one, uh, the general questions about other interests. So what hobbies do we have? Okay. You can start that one. Okay. Well, I'm. Um, I I enjoy playing the guitar. I have a lot of guitars. Yeah. Any guitar playing you heard during the series was Jamie. I can play guitar, but nothing like Jamie can. Jamie can play it well. I can play mm. a few chords. Um. Yeah. I've got a f yeah. A few guitars around. Um, yeah. We are sitting in a room with one, two, three, four, five and a half guitars. The <laughs> half guitar tells you how serious he is about guitars. Yes. I enjoy modifying them as well. So changing the pickups and spray paint and stuff. There's also about three in the loft as well. Uh, I didn't yeah. need to point there because you know where the loft is. <laughs> <laughs> it's upstairs. <laughs> Yeah, that hole. and you do a very good job. I, one of my guitars at home was uh, mm. redesigned by Jamie. It has all the symbols for the planets that go around it. Yeah. There's something wrong with the electronics on that, though, you told me. Is there? It's literally been years since I've played it. Dude, that took me ages. I, it sits there. It looks good. That's all, all right, it needs to fine. do. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. Um, yeah. Yeah. I like crafty, arty stuff as well. I don't mind doing that. I'm, I'm trying to teach myself to draw again. <laughs> Again, did you forget? Yeah, yeah yes. Um, <laughs> I keep meaning to do that. It's like one day I'm going to learn to draw properly. I never do. Yeah, you're pretty good, though. You do all the, you do I, all the ranking pictures, don't you? Yeah, like, I do. One of my hobbies is graphic design. So any of the artwork for the podcast you see was done by me. Mm. Um, 3D 
using 3D modeling software to create images for a good few years was a big hobby of mine. Um, so I enjoy doing that. Uh, music, but mm -hmm. less guitar, more using my electric piano being plugged into GarageBand to create electronica, I suppose is how you describe it. Um, it's very good, though. So I do that. What else do I do? Nothing else since doing the podcast, because that's <laughs> what I do. I now do the podcast. There must have been other things I did before then. can't remember what, though. You used to like writing. You wrote a lot. You wrote books, didn't you? I've written a couple of novels, yeah. That that was years ago. That was when we first met. Mm. Oh, I should read those again. I wonder if they're any good or whether I, remember I would that. just wince when I read it. Well, it's, no, it's great because I remember you, you lent me it. You printed it off on the university. <laughs> yes. Why I not? Print <laughs> off a novel. Reprinting. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I remember because I worked as a play work of the NHS where you'd look after kids whose parents were at the NHS. Like, oh, right. Okay. And, and, you, and because... I was looking after kids between the age of 12 to 15. They could just go off and do what they wanted. It's fine in the sports centre. Yeah. So I sat there reading a book and it was great. Oh, have you read my book? Yes. Your first yeah. one. All right, okay. I have no memory of showing that to you. No, I may remember it. Oh, well, there you go. Maybe we should do live reading. I can't remember it, so... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. It's, it, honestly, it would be about 10 years since I last looked at that. So, obviously, I can remember the story. It took me quite a long time to write, but I'm guessing I'd be horrified at the grammar. Because <laughs> I've learnt grammar since then. Uh, yes. Yeah. 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 Okay, that's hobbies. Um, got a question from a person here, David Hafner. When and where would you most want to live for five years, restricted to a five-mile-slash-eight-kilometre radius? There's a bit more, though. You can assume period-appropriate wardrobe. Ah, so anywhere in history as well. Yeah. Okay. You have a generous stipend. You have language skills implanted into your brain on arrival, but you must remain the whole five years and cannot leave the zone. Oh, that'd be interesting. Oh, that's oh. See, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't want to go to ancient history. Something a bit more modern. So you're going to go to your house one week ago. That'd be great. That would. Because then you'd always be one week behind you, you. So you wouldn't need to do anything. You could just watch the, the other you do everything just before you and you could relax for five years. But you, that you would already be in the past, though, so that wouldn't work. Oh, time travel's confusing. But uh, <laughs> Yeah, and you'd, you'd, you'd use your card and then you yourself wonder, where's my money gone? Oh, that would be awful. Oh, but you get the money, though, he said, didn't <laughs> Would would you could, could you change your appearance? Like, could you go back to your own life? I'm guessing that you can. You won't stand out. I think is what he's trying to say there. So wherever you go, you're not going to stand right. out. I, to, I mean, if I'm going to be um, responsible here, I would say not at all because any change in history would have fundamental oh, effects. Only if you believe in that theory. What has happened <laughs> has happened. If you go back, then that's already happened. So it's yeah. Fine. But if I go back and kill you, yeah, but that's true. Yes, that's you obviously true. failed. Oh, yeah. Right. Let's know. not go down this rabbit no. hole. <laughs> <laughs> that's it for the next two hours. Um, I, I, do you know? I'd probably go to sort of um, colonial USA, like oh, yeah. a little town. You know, a little town size. Deadwood. I'll go back to Deadwood. Oh. I'd want to. I'd want to really have Deadwood. I'll swear engine. I'd, you know. <laughs> Soul see Star. what it was actually like. Yeah. Because most of the characters in that were based on real people, weren't they? Yeah, they were, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, no, that would be fascinating. See but... if he did swear as much as he does on the show. Do you, <laughs> do you really want to be there for five years? You can't leave the town? Or not much well, you from could, out well, of you it? Could five kilometres, you could... No, that'd be, that'd be fascinating. It'd be amazing. 
It would be fascinating. You'd probably die from dysentery or something. <laughs> <laughs> or the cold. Yeah. But... Oh, that's that's, that's where I would go. I'd, I'd okay. enjoy that. Yeah. Where was American that? History. Was that Montana? Montana, yes. Oh, no, he was yeah, called Montana, wasn't he? Oh, no, no, yeah, no, it was yeah. um, the Black oh. Hills of... Somewhere near there. State. Ask well, me in a year. Well, I'm guessing after doing the podcast, my knowledge of American geography will improve a lot. That's all right. So, I know. I can tell you right. Oh, right. yes, you can. Look at you thinking hard. <laughs> yeah, it's... Um, let me think. Scratching um, your head, you are. Yeah. Um, let me think. Um, we'll see if the microphone picks up on the in... phone distortion. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I believe it's... Um, well, I can tell you it was definitely by uh, David Milch. <laughs> yes. And it's set within... Oh, that was it. I remembered now. It was in the 1870s, Deadwood in South Dakota. South Dakota, there we yes. go. Um, before and after the area's annexation by the Dakota Territory, Charles Deadwood's growth from camp to town, incorporating themes including the formation of communities, I believe. <laughs> Very good, so that's where you're going. Yeah. Right, I'm going to go, you might be shocked to learn, Rome. Oh, you'd so die. Well, after spending so... I'm so what? You'd so die. Oh, I'd so die. I thought you were accusing me of being die. What? Die. <laughs> no, well, I might die. No, I'm going to fit in. And I've got a large amount of money. I'm going to fit into the aristocracy. It's fine. But don't forget, I've chosen when. Oh, that's true. Yeah. 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 Golden age, right? 60,000 BC. <laughs> Be nice and peaceful. <laughs> Run away from the caveman. <laughs> But they're cavemen, man. 60, yeah. 60,000. That's the end of the yeah, and everything. Yeah. Right. Rome, 65 to 60 BCE. So this is the Republican age. Okay. Not the Emperor age. And this, I want to be just before and just after Cicero was consul. Okay. Because this is when the Catiline conspiracy takes place. And we don't really know what happened there. You can find out. We kind of think Caesar might have been involved, but we're not really sure. I did briefly mention this in Caesar's episode, but it was like a, a comment, and I said we'll cover this in Cicero's episode, mm. uh, which we will do. Mm. Um, but yeah, I'd like to know what really was going on. Plus, I just want to know what everyone looked like and what everyone sounded like. Yeah. So I want to go back for that reason, and there's intrigue at this point. But political intrigue not fighty, stabby intrigue. So I should be relatively safe because the coup didn't happen. Hmm. Do you think, though, even if you went back, you spent five years years there, you came back, you survived, obviously not thinner and very tanned. Yeah. Adam. I don't tan. No. <laughs> Just sunburn. <laughs> very red. Yeah. Um, no one's going to believe you. You'll say, oh, this happened, this happened, this happened. And that's so ridiculous, that would never happen. I'd know, and idiot. I'd say so in the podcast. And most people wouldn't believe, but there'd be one or two people who believe. Do you think that was how the Historia Augusta was written? They were actually, they were actually travel back in time. They <sighs> saw it. Everything they saw was true. Actually happened. <gasps> that'd be amazing. Or that guy that the Rex Factor used, who, who was, you know, claimed there were dragons and all sorts going on. Oh, no, I know. Oh, top of my head, who is that? Um... Yeah, I used him in one episode. Yeah. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, people listening who listen to Rats Factor are probably shouting the name down. Uh, but yeah, the the early Scottish yes. source. I know exactly who you mean, but the names escaped. Me. Maybe he time travelled and he yeah. actually saw that. Maybe he had. We just don't believe him. Maybe we don't know. We weren't there. We don't know. No, we don't. That's a good point. Right. Okay, we've got our places then, and they're linked to our two podcasts that we're doing yeah, isn't yeah, that yeah, nice yeah. yeah okay Laura Clark asked I've listened to all the episodes but sometimes whilst drinking so maybe I missed this <laughs> <laughs> I hope this question is good <laughs> I know Jamie's a teacher but I'm not sure what subject literature 
And is Rob a teacher? I think we've kind of already answered that yeah. I was a teacher. So yes, I am a teacher. Yeah, we both teach primary school in Britain, which is kind of an elementary school level. So we teach everything. Yes. Uh, maths, English. We teach everything, but none of it in particularly much detail. No. No. Oh, wow, that's kind of changed the... The curriculum has become a bit ridiculous recently. We won't turn this into a rant of the state no, of our education system, but um, unless you know what nominalisation and the subjunctive form is, then you would not pass a year six SATs now. Unfortunately, uh, like all, all the best performing schools in the world, this is a rant now, all the best performing <laughs> schools in the world, so kind of places like Singapore, Norway, they have an independent body that decides the curriculum of the country Yeah, um, based on evidence and research. The UK, unfortunately, is dictated to by whoever's in control at the time. Mm. So every five to ten years, it changes what you do, which is inconsistent and causes problems. And it depends on what they believe. So if, if, you, if you have a party in control that was brought up with, you know, uh, uh, private schools, they uh, believe that's the best way of teaching everybody. And yeah, that, if you that had can a, dictate. an education secretary who went to a private school and learnt a lot of poetry and recited lots of poetry, he now believes that the only way to teach literature is to recite poetry off by heart. Yep. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, let's not, again, go down this yeah. rabbit hole of ranting about the education system, because believe me, we could. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. But we won't. <clears throat> no. um, yeah, why did you become a teacher then, Jeremy? Um, honestly, or what I should answer? What you should answer first. Okay. Um, because, because you care about the future of children? Well, no, because I do care. And I, I, I do think I want to... I do genuinely want to make a difference. Yeah, OK. And, and that, that, is, that sounded almost partly believable. true. have been doing this well. Yeah. Passing well. Yeah, you can tell. I've said it in a lot of staff meetings. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> and, it, and it, is, it is genuinely nice to see, you know, a child go, oh, I get it now. Yeah. You think, oh, I've actually made a difference. Yeah. Or, you know, I've, I've read for the past two year five class i've read harry potter and they love reading now because of that and that's nice yeah um real reason great holidays yeah <laughs> but they are well earned i think oh yes they are they are they are well earned because it's easy to say oh teachers get it easy in the uk you get you know six weeks off in the summer and every six weeks you get a week off or so but unless you've been a primary school teacher and experienced that or a teacher a secondary school teacher as well then you can't comment you have no. no opinion. I was in a taxi once, and the the, the taxi driver found out I was a teacher. Oh. <laughs> Just by asking me. He wasn't yeah. doing something weird. Um, <laughs> um, and he spent the entire journey, it was a half an hour journey, telling me about how lazy teachers were because they worked nine till three. <laughs> now, bearing in mind, this was me being taken to work, and I was being driven to work at half six in the morning, which is when I, I leave every single day. Even yeah. My car wasn't working, <clears> so I needed to get a taxi. So he knew I was going to work, <laughs> and I was going to get there for seven o'clock. And he was saying, well, all teachers start at nine o'clock, don't they? Well, clearly not. <laughs> what are you talking about? It's, he just didn't see the irony. No, no, no. he didn't. I smiled okay. and nodded a lot. I found the best responses just to go, yeah, it's brilliant, isn't it? Yeah, Because it I really winds people yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. My I I wake up at half five. I get to school for seven. Yeah. Um. And I I do leave earlier now because I live closer to school because mm. I changed schools a few years ago. Um. But I when I get back I do more work and my Sundays are taken up with work. I don't get a two day week. I don't get a two day weekend. No, no, not at all. But you know, and you, you said you you do a four day week, but it's for a good reason. Yeah, I mean I work five 
solid days and four of those I work yeah. about 15 hours a day. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Teaching, eh? Mm. Yeah. I became a teacher because of the holidays, though. Yeah. Yeah. I was I fed up. A laugh. I, I was fed up with my office job and my friend was on holiday all the time. And I remember our first ever lecturer said at the start <laughs> of the first this. lecture. I remember this. <laughs> just talking about how great teaching is and then just said at the end, I hope none of you are here for the long holidays. And I genuinely went, oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? The long holidays are good. They're needed. They are needed. They are definitely needed. Yeah. Right, so there you go. Anyway, moving on. I might have to cut down some of that rant of our education system. Cut down what I said. <laughs> it's not needed. Plus, it'll be a lot of beeping. <laughs> yeah, three-hour rants about people <laughs> that wronged me. <laughs> Had another thing. Okay, Tom McQuillan's got the next question. What life lessons have you learnt from the lives of the emperors, and which emperors taught you those lessons? Don't piss off Caracalla. That's a good, good life lesson. It's a good lesson. <laughs> it's yeah. a, it's a narrow lesson. Yeah. It's not one you can really apply to other areas of life. No, but it would certainly elongate your life experience. <laughs> I feel. Yes, it would. Um, I don't know. Do, do I ever feel like I learn anything from historical figures? N- not really. I, not day I, to day. I find it fascinating and interesting. I think it's too far removed from my actual day-to-day life for me to really say... You could talk about Augustus's resilience. If you don't know how to do something yourself, find a gripper. That's a good (laughs) lesson to learn. Yeah, rely on somebody else. Yeah, Yeah, um, there are things like that. But I don't know if I've learned a lesson. I haven't changed my lifestyle or anything. (laughs) I drink more since doing the podcast, but I don't... I've certainly gone for Vitellius's route here. Yeah, maybe you've learned from him. Live fast, die young. Yeah. Is that what we're... And do a podcast. Do a podcast, yeah. But I, for emperors that are good role models generally, though, it's got to be... Maybe Marcus Aurelius I'm or... thinking Antoninus Pius. Yeah, he was yeah. the one I was thinking of. Yeah, he was just a good emperor. Oh, there's one perhaps should have got it. Antoninus Pius. But he was just a bit... Dull. But he was... Dull because he was good. I mean, what what more was there to say? Yeah, the empire ticked along nicely. Yeah, but he's he's one of the golden age ones where it's yeah. just all lovely flow. Mm. Yeah, there you go. Be born into a period of stability. That's yeah. a life lesson. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you should do. Never give up, Julianus. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and dance like nobody's watching, Nero. <laughs> Oh, I feel like we could do a whole bunch of these now. <laughs> oh, we could. <laughs> Kill like everyone's watching, Caracalla. David Lamont, what are your favourite periods in history? I think we kind of covered this. Yeah. Yeah, so yours is more modern, World mm. War Two. Yeah, post-World War Two and pre-World War II. Like World War One, I, I find I am still obsessed with it. I love World War One. Um, Last if- century. Yes. Yeah. And beginning of this century up to like nineteen fifty, sort of my that's the most interesting. Beginning of last century to nineteen fifty. Oh god, yeah. Yeah, we're not in this century. I still anymore. haven't learned that, have I? <laughs> it's no. only been eighteen years. <laughs> <laughs> it is yeah. true that you learn certain dates when you're in school and they never go though, do they? No. In my head, World War Two happened about forty years ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like seventy years ago. It's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. 
World War One is now real history because it's, it's over a hundred years, years old. Yeah. Because that's in my head the definition of real history. Yeah, it's got to be over a hundred years old. <laughs> Um, yeah, you might be shocked to learn my favourite period. Oh, go on. It's, it's uh, Tudor England. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, Reformation, can't get on okay. Actually, yeah. no, I don't like the Tudors that much. Don't mm. you? No. Stuart's more interesting. I think that's the big man history thing going on. That might be why. Cause yeah. it's, all, it's all the kings and queens you sort of forget about daily life. Yeah, Stuart's, maybe. yes, is, is far more interesting. Cause that's far parliamentarian. More and yet... You don't teach the Stuarts in school. You do teach Tudors, and it always annoys me. So well, I, you could. You could get England since 1066. Yeah, so you could there is wedge it in there. Okay, where I work, we're forced to do the Tudors. Yeah, of course. So yeah. I put that on my lesson plan and spend the lesson talking about the Stuarts. It's because you can teach things that's been going on for the past 20 years, so it's... Yeah. You, know, you pick up a cassette tape from 1996. <laughs> Let's listen to this. <laughs> now, obviously, it is Rome. My mm. interest in Rome started with HBO's Rome. Really? Yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously, like, I'd picked up Rotten Romans and stuff before, but I wasn't <laughs> yeah. really like, oh, I'm now interested in Roman history. No, I watched HBO's Rome, and I loved it, thought it was brilliant, mm. and um, then got a book about Caesar and read that, and then a few years later found I needed a podcast to listen to and went, oh, that book about Caesar was interesting, let's see if there's a podcast about him. Found Life of Caesar, found History of Rome, listened to them. There you go. Nice. There you go. That's what. That's why I like Roman history. Good. And I watched it again recently. Mm. Still really good. And now I know all the history behind it. It's a bit dicey in areas, but <laughs> who cares? That's all right. It's, people, it's entertainment. Yeah, people who think that historical drama <sighs> needs to be accurate. It really no, does. It doesn't. That's like saying this podcast needed to be factually correct. Yeah. <laughs> Screw that. <laughs> okay, right. Um... Nick Ferrara. What was the pivotal moment in the creation of the Empire? Was it the assassination of Julius Caesar, thereby allowing the rise of Octavius? Or was it the five good emperors? Or I'm guessing any others we can think of. I'd say the rise of Julius Caesar. He was the, in a way, he was the pre-emperor, wasn't he? He he defined what it was going to be, because Augustus sort of carried it on and improved on that. Would be my personal view. Yeah. Which you're going to now ripped to shreds. Right, I must admit I have in no way prepared or thought about this question. Um, <laughs> That's okay. Says Rob looking at his notes. No, I'm... <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no way prepared, but it says here. <laughs> no, off the top of my head, I, I'm, this will probably be shot down in moments if I actually thought about it. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm going to say the Gracchi brothers. Okay. I think the moment that violence was introduced to solve political disputes in the Republic meant that the Empire ultimately was going to be created, which is a very bold statement. That's very bold, because before that, violence has always been used in... in... Uh, the Republic had worked quite well, but I think the moment... Yeah, that... It'd always be surrounded in violence, though. It, it, it'd be foolish to say it was all peaceful and everything was handed. Yeah, no, that's true. That is true. It was always going to be full of blood and but violence and stuff that had been forgotten. And There was such a domino of cause and effect after the Gracchi brothers mm. that it just goes, dunk, 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 and now we've got an empire. Now, obviously, other things could have happened. Yeah. Okay. But let's say you're a time traveller and you're trying to stop the rise of the empire and you mm. go, when's the earliest I can go to to make a smallest change? I'd say there, there's your very, there's, there's the germ of okay. the Empire starting just there with Gaius Gracchus walking around. 
let's face it, he could have become the emperor if he wanted to. Yes. Yeah. Okay, it's a bit of a stretch, but there were times he was powerful enough where he could have made a grab for it, and that's what yeah. they were worried about. Right. So, yeah, um, obviously huge holes in that argument. Yeah. I mean, if I was a time traveller, I'd go back to, you know, 65 million BCE and like, take out a Stegosaurus. Yeah. Or a Triceratops, that would be my... The one wearing a toga. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one carrying the standard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I do like the idea of the five good emperors being in there. Um, hmm. Oh, no, maybe he's asking when was the pivotal moment in the creation of the five good emperors, not was that the rise of the empire. That would make more sense. Yeah, so when did that start? I, I, I think that's a cross between Trajan and Hadrian. I think those two combined. They're building on Vespasian and the Flavians, but Trajan invades lots of other areas and steals all their gold. Mm. And then Hadrian afterwards says, stop everyone, let's now spend the gold. And having those two together meant the golden age could continue. I think if you kept invading and kept pushing, things would have fallen apart. But equally, Hadrian couldn't have done what he did without Trajan. I'd say Vespasian because he sort of solidified the emperor emperorship, emperorship to all this is what it needs to be to be successful that's true let it now carry on because after the, the terrible four emperor rubbish yeah but it's also it's subjective there's no way yeah, there's... there isn't a single point is there well there is it's just we haven't decided what it is yet oh okay we'd have cool. to make an episode on that oh maybe that could be a special yeah okay but various People asked about favourite emperors and stuff, so I've just put a list together. I've not warned you about this one, so I'm not expecting no. a top five off the top of your head. Okay, thank but you. I, I did put mine together. Oh, go on. You can chip go in on. if you want. Go for it. So this is my personal top five emperors based on what we said in terms of interestingness. Okay. So if I just had free reign completely, this is what I'd choose. In fifth place, I'd put Gallienus. Yeah. He was a fascinating emperor. Everything kept falling apart. He was losing yeah. everything all the time. That's when Roger started turning up. Yes. Yes, yes. Yeah. Light bulb's coming on now. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, so he'd be five. Four, Augustus. He might be suffering just because I know his story so well, so I'm finding it less interesting now. Uh, but yeah, that's where I put him. Diocletian, third. Just fascinating how he managed to save the empire. How did he turn it from what it was to what it became? And yes, it fell apart after him, but just that transformation was huge. Yeah, yeah. Number two, Constantius III. Really? Yeah, I I, I was hugely impressed by him. Uh, Honorius was doing nothing at all. Yeah. Constantius III has to take over when the Empire is falling apart completely and completely turns it around. Mm. But the fascinating thing about him is, who's heard of him? That's true. Yeah, and yet he's, he's done, arguably, what Diocletian and Aurelian did. He just did it in a different time, and maybe not quite to the same scale, but it's still this turning around the huge ship. Did we give him a Genesis R? Yes, he got Genesis R. Uh, um, he got to the semi-finals, I believe. Wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's how good my memory is. But this is how forgettable he is for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he's actually my number two. <laughs> I'll, go, I'll be honest, when you said his name, I was like, who? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Why does this happen to him? Poor Constantius III. It's because he was only emperor for a few days. He died immediately once he became emperor. Uh, Everything he did was pre-emperorship. I'm guessing that's why. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, oh. Number one, Aurelian. Okay. Yeah, I just think we made the right decision there. I think he was the I most so. interesting. And a lot of people agreed with that. Yeah, it was close. 
if we looked at the poll on Twitter, I haven't got it right here, um, but yeah, I think it was something like 54% mm. said Aurelian and 53%. That doesn't make sense mathematically, but it was within, <laughs> within a couple of percentage yeah. points between the two. Uh, yeah, and Constantius II did not mm. get much of a look in. Constantius II would have been number six, by the way, in that list. Okay. He would have scored highly, but yeah. not quite in the top five. However, good emperors, because this is the list people usually put together. Yeah. Who were the best emperors? I'm going to say Constantius III, Trajan, Diocletian, Aurelian, Augustus. Okay. Augustus, mm. I think, just has to win that. And then my personal bad ones. <laughs> Nero, fifth place. Thrax, fourth place. Honorius, third place. Commodus, second. And Galerius in first. How did you find bad a bad, bad human being, bad for the empire. Okay. I think Galerius was because they, well, they could be two different things. They can, so I'm kind of conflating the two. I think yeah. Galerius was just an awful person. I did. Yeah. There was nothing redeeming about him whatsoever. The sources were <laughs> yeah. biased against him, to be fair. But he was just he was advocating genocide against people just because of their beliefs. Yeah. It's quite hard to get behind a person like that. No, um, he's like the Romans Hitler, I guess. Yeah, essentially, and he's. You can't really argue that it was beneficial to the Empire because the only way you could say that is because the pushback forced the Empire to become Christian and the Empire did quite well under Christianity, although some mm. people argue against that. Well, it but, fell, you could argue. Yeah, but it also lasted longer under Christianity than it did under paganism. True. So it's, it depends how you view it. Uh, Actually, just, when uh, did it go under, under, under Constantine? Yeah. When did the fall start? Well, this is one argument that mm. people make, given, for example, it's like, oh, it, the empire fell. But then people also rightly point out, what do you mean it fell? It lasted for a thousand years more. It's just this arbitrary, this yeah. isn't Rome and it's Byzantine, but seems to have developed. But they in no way thought of it that way. So why should we? That's true. It was a continuation of the Roman Empire. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, right. Okay. Connor Cuts. You know my top five. That's fine. Oh yeah, your your top five. I on, <laughs> obviously do want to know. I'm not just jumping ahead. It's Go on. Fine, what's I'm... your top five? What's your top? Five? I don't want to say. It's fine. <laughs> That's fine. I don't. I, they're not in order. No. Right, I'll go on. Just five. Just the ones that are the most interesting. Yeah. Nero. Yeah. He's in there. Didius Julianus. Oh yeah, I kind of forgot about him. He would have been high, maybe seven. He's in. He's it, 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 it was yeah, just interesting. interesting. It's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Uh, Domitian. Yeah. Uh, Commodus and Caligula. Oh. I went okay. for the crazies. Yeah, you did. Our lists in no way match up. Nope. No. And nor should they. No, they shouldn't. We anyway. look for different things. Yes. You look for the cray-cray. <laughs> Street. Yeah. I look for <laughs> the person fighting against the odds but overcoming them. Oh. I'm looking for an action film, essentially. As yeah. well. So in Star Wars, you'd be rooting for the, the Republic, wouldn't you? No, no, the, 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 the Rebels. The Rebels, yeah. I'm all yeah. Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay, next question. Connors Cuts Cuts C O U T T S Coots. That sounds likely. We apologize, Connor. Um which emperor do you think would win Dancing with the Stars? Oh no, we sound guy, we're now on the odds questions, odd bits of questions. Let's get him out of the cupboard. Yeah. Thank you, sound guy. Right. And I'll repeat the question. Which emperor would win Dancing with the Stars? Elagabalus. Oh, I was thinking or Nero. Nero. I was thinking oh. Nero, but it could be Elagabalus. I imagine Elagabalus would love it. Um, Ooh. It's going to be one of those two. I think Nero, actually. No, no, no. It's not oh. who would be the best dancer. It's who would win. 
Caracalla. <laughs> oh yes he would he'd definitely win he would just walk on stage <laughs> stare at the judges instant 10 yes. Yes. however if perhaps <laughs> what Connor was trying to ask was who would be the best dancer mm. um, <laughs> oh Nero are we going Some to go from there? I don't know I can imagine Nero being awful but everyone applauding anyway yeah he probably wasn't very good whereas Ellen Caballus I get the impression he was genuinely quite a physical person. Yes. There was a lot of dancing, a lot of movement. He was really into his preaching. What's the word I'm looking for? He was he, he enthusiastic. Flamboyant. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I imagine he was probably the better dancer. But Commodus, though, athletic. He is athletic. I suppose if, if he's doing what type of dance, I could imagine some actors being able to do like a, a Maori <laughs> yeah. kind of yeah. what's that dance called? yeah um, the, the hacker hacker yeah yeah I can imagine some emperors being able to pull that kind of thing off if they were fierce enough oh yeah so I don't know is Dancing with the Stars a certain type of dance I don't know TV I don't watch much TV I, I imagine it's like is um, that, the that Strictly, strictly Come Dancing I guess so but with is this American ball, version is it ballroom dancing uh, it's, it's, I is think it's dancing? a lot of different kinds of dancing right okay see it sounds like I know because I watch it I never watched it <laughs> but I have an idea I guess week by week you do it in top of that, it's like a tango or a... Right, okay, so they need to be versatile then. Yes. I think Nero would... I think Nero would be the comedy person who's in it and they're really rubbish, but he gets through every week because everyone's going, oh, the audience like, right. yeah. Yeah. A bit like whenever a politician enters. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, Nero would do well. I think Helen Ballas would win it, though. Okay. Yeah. All right. Or a gripper. <laughs> yeah. Every, every week... They announce his name, Augustus, big spangly lights, uh. and then Agrippa sort of shuffles <laughs> on. Looking <laughs> really awkward in a so, tutu. Sorry. <laughs> Augustus couldn't make it. You just hear a, damn, you go to hell. It's my leg. <laughs> yeah. Guy Hewitt, what is your favourite history movie? Frivolous is more than acceptable. Oh. Ooh. Hmm. <laughs> A good wide range of reactions. Because my, fir- my first reaction was 300. Oh, well, 300 is amazing. My it's problem brilliant. with 300 is I love the film in the way that we watch the film. Yes. Not taking it seriously. Yeah, but my problem is I genuinely don't know if the people who made the film see it the way we do. Were they taking it seriously? Well, it's based on a comic. And the comics take themselves seriously. Well, it's a graphic. Not it's not meant to be real. It's not. It's not meant to be realistic. No, it's not. It's meant to be almost cartoonish. It's, yeah. It's, it's it's the marvel of the history yeah. film. Three Hundred is a brilliant film if you see it as a a comedy and b how the Spartans would have wanted to be remembered. Yeah. Just six pack, no armor wearing yeah. <laughs> mentalists. Yeah, in that regard, it's brilliant. It's a good romp, you could say, <laughs> if you were someone who would use that word. Uh, but <laughs> it just makes me slightly sad when I meet people and they they treat the film really seriously and like, <laughs> they're offended by it. Yeah, it's like yeah. don't don't take the film seriously. Bull's eyes don't glow. <laughs> people don't have sores embedded in their hands. Yeah. Where's that man got a, a goat head? He wouldn't survive. Yeah. yeah, and also the depiction of the Persians is borderline it, racist. It's, it's it's gone beyond the border. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It, it's set up home yeah. in the other country, and it's it's on its second generation. Yeah. It's, it's it's that's a bit boring. But apart from that, three hundred is great. Um, what house is that? I mean, I'm, I'm guess because I I'm I'm a oh, 
Yeah, because it's a historical event depicted in film. Yeah. Yeah, okay. You um, can't say Titanic. No. No. I, it's, it's a great film. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. I do like Titanic. <laughs> it is. It's a great I, it is a good not, film. I'm not denying it. Don't judge not... me. <laughs> <laughs> um, you will judge me for this. Okay. <laughs> it's not my favourite, but it's a film I really like. Beauty and the Beast. No. Okay. It's not a historical film. It's a Disney film. Okay. Jamie, the by the way, does like Beauty and the Beast. It's my fa- one of my favorite Disney films. Yes, yes, it's I know it brilliant. is. <laughs> Moana may have overtaken it, but what Moana? Is that a film? It's brilliant. Okay, I'm sure. Is that it's, a it's not a, film? it's not a film. It's a work of art, right? <laughs> is that a Disney film? Yeah, it's, it's one of the most recent ones. Is it like a cartoon one or is it CG? Cartoony. Yes. Oh, right. so they still do those? Yes. Oh, okay. I'm learning. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. What's your film? This you all judge me for, and I, and I get why people will judge me for this. <laughs> I really enjoyed, and I still do. I love Troy. I said it. <sighs> Next question. <laughs> no, no, I won't move on. Um, I saw it once. I can't remember much about it. It's quite slated. I mean, it's not Alexander. It's not oh, I bad. saw that once. I yeah. that was awful. <laughs> that was terrible. Why is everyone from um, Macedonia Irish? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You seem very embarrassed. Because everyone slates it, and I don't know what you do. Well, why yeah, do you I mean, like it? Ter- What's good about it's it? It's just entertaining, and that's what a film is. Okay. It doesn't need to be realistic. It doesn't need to be even historically accurate. That's not the point of a film. Nothing is historically accurate. Nothing is. It can't be. Okay. I, it, feel, I feel your passion on this. Yeah. But <laughs> and, and, and enjoyment, and, and what is good is subjective. It's yeah. what you think. And it doesn't make you any less idiotic if you enjoy something. I mean, if somebody came up to me and said they thought Alexander was brilliant, I would disagree. I I would judge them. <laughs> but <laughs> but behind their backs. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, not to their faces. Um, but it's okay that they like it, really. It is, you know. It's... Okay, I believe you. I'll have to watch it again. We'll watch it together. We can we can rate yes. it. All right. We'll do that. We'll yeah. pretend it's. Based on Rome. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But actually, my favourite historical film is Shinazist, because it is my favourite film of all time. Oh, yeah. No, I didn't think more modern. Yeah. It yeah. literally just occurred to me. Um, it is my favourite film of all time. It, yeah, no, that would be a very strong beautiful. contender. That is a very good film. I watched Lincoln the other day. Ah, yes. I, I've seen that. Yeah. Only once. Yeah, I thought I'd, I'd actually do some research. <laughs> <laughs> It's good. It's good. Shall I read this book? Or oh, I could go and find a film about a president. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lincoln, we'll do him at some point. Yeah, no, that was a very good film. I did mm. enjoy that. Um, yeah. HBO's Rome, not a film, but also very good. Yeah. Deadwood. Turn, Washington Spies. I watched that recently. What? It's a recent four seasons. It finished. Um, yeah, that's really good about the American Revolutionary War. Okay. And the spy ring, the Culpa ring that Ooh. Washington created. And, again, takes liberties with the truth, but an impressive amount of it is based on fact. Uh, like all the characters, you can go and look them up and find them out. That's what I like about historical drama. You watch yeah. it, and then you go and find out what really happened. Yeah. That's part of the fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's really good. Watch that if you have not already. Right, we should probably go on to the next one. Who would have been best to succeed Neville Chamberlain? There is a multiple choice here. Okay. So this is who should have done Churchill's job in World War Two. The choices are Rob, oh Jamie, no, Jeff, oh God, Augustus, Aurelian, Julius Caesar, Rocky, 
or George Washington. <laughs> that is an amazing <laughs> list of names. It's quite an eclectic mix, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> um, well, well, let's strike off the obvious inanimate object first. Jeff's gone. <laughs> We'd be speaking Russian. <laughs> Um, or probably Portuguese, if if Jeff was in charge. <laughs> probably. Somehow. <laughs> That's how Portuguese. it would have turned out. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, I'm going to put my hand up and say I don't think I'd have done a good job. I don't know. Um, great leaders have the power thrust upon them. Uh, they do. I, I think you'd be, be good at organizing people around you like let's let's get you know i'm not great at organizing things you've not seen the state of my classroom yeah but that's different to you know people's lives it's <laughs> a good point uh, i mean to, to be fair i think you'd been abysmal <laughs> don't get me wrong but i think you'd have been better for example than me maybe we could job share i'd be yeah i'd be right yeah you take d-day <laughs> i'll have the um the battle of the bulge you have Battle of Boy Bulge and D Day. I'll go for B E Day. All right, yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, no, let's go. Yeah. yeah. We'll do that then. Um <laughs> Or you do the organization, I'll respond to it. <laughs> we'll just do a pod <laughs> rule <laughs> by podcast. Well, wireless. Oh, obviously, wireless. <laughs> it would be that. Then. Hello <laughs> And welcome to Totalis Ragium. <laughs> let's see how the old boys are doing. Oh, they're all dead. <laughs> Um, Augustus, Aurelian and Julius Caesar. Oh, and George Washington. I'm going to take George Washington off. Um, I might change my mind. I'm about to start reading his biography. Mm. But from what I do know about him, he was uh, he was very good in some respects, but he certainly wasn't a particularly good general. But then again, nor was Winston Churchill. He was an awful general as well. So actually, maybe Washington would be the right man Ooh. now the more I think about it. Because maybe the war both... would have been over sooner. They were both not great generals, but they were both good leaders. Yeah, because uh, mm. like my my view would be for because a, a, a general is a military role. Yeah, exactly, and that's he not... was a politician. Yeah, he was just a politician. That's all okay. he was. Washington can stay then. Aurelian is a general. He might have wanted to just charge in. And but fight. I think cleverly, he wouldn't have just charged. Yeah. He would have done something very Let's good. Face it, he was amazing, wasn't he? He was. Um, oh. Augustus, there's no Agrippa there, so I think he would have failed. <laughs> um, yeah, but he'd have been a great politician. Yeah, no, he was actually very good. He'd, he'd have might, being flippant there. He'd have probably like flipped the whole Nazi regime on his head. He'd have just taken it run from the inside. His ends. What? <laughs> That's just the sound. Sorry, I'm just. Flipping the word Nazi round. Oh, <laughs> I'm with you now. Right. Sorry, it was a very, it was a very bad joke. Yeah. Julius Caesar, he knew what to do. He he had backup plans to his backup plans. I I think. Oh no, because it'd been declared, wouldn't it? I was gonna say he'd have taken him down from the inside before it had been kicked off. Yeah. Like he'd already seen it coming. Like he'd have been in there with the the putch, like with Hitler taking over the beer cellar and. Dare I say it though, I'm more impressed with Aurelian than I am in Julius I was Caesar. Say Aurelian, yeah. I, Julius Caesar was very, very impressive, but oh no, he was very impressive. <laughs> so I just mentally went through all the things he did. Yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna go for Rocky. Rock to hit his head. Done. Yeah, I mean, you need someone stoical in there, not not flappable. You can't be more stoic than a rock. No, exactly. So yeah. there you go. Rocky's in charge yes. during World War Two. 
the Great Second War, 1939 to 1939. <laughs> yeah. It was very impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Colin Burt. What two emperors do you think would do the best job replacing you two as hosts? Caracalla and Getter. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not even going to bother speculating more. That That is the perfect answer. I want to listen to that podcast. Imagine that. Do they record in separate rooms? Yeah, they'd have to. <laughs> Bulletproof glass between them. <laughs> With a minder. Oh, yeah. No, that would be good. And they're forced every week yeah. to go through history. Yeah. yeah. So the year of 69 was a great year. No, it wasn't. <laughs> I will kill you. <laughs> Getter would be you. Caracalla responds to everything. <laughs> With, I will kill you. Yeah, so I will see you dead. You will spit out your own blood. That that would be it. Yeah, okay. Either that or Alexander. Alexander, if I remember correctly, used to collect statues of past emperors. Oh, and uh, yeah, didn't he put them admirer. up in Nervous Forum? Yes, he made a museum, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah so maybe Alexander. Alexander and Thrax. <laughs> Great. Ella Gavallis and Thrax. Oh! <laughs> oh! The odd couple. Ella Gavallis and um, Pius. Antonius Pius. <laughs> Let's face it. Ella Gavallis and pretty much anyone. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Take your pick. Ella Gavallis and um, Julius Caesar. No, he's not an emperor. Ella Gavallis <laughs> and Augustus. Yeah. And him just seeing what his empire has become. <laughs> Or Nero. It's become... It's a disappointment. Augustus, I'm afraid to say, it's all about whoopee cushions and... Sausages. <laughs> Sausages. <laughs> Mess. That, that's what the empire's been reduced to. Yep. Okay. Simon Mee. What is the craziest unproven thing you'd be willing to believe about the Roman Empire? That they discovered America? That they used electricity? That the Roman emperors, bug Didius Julianus, were lizard people from Alpha Draconis, or any others. You see, I did actually go and look at this one slightly. This one intrigued me. I typed in Roman Empire conspiracy theories into Google to see if there were any. I did hesitate typing the word conspiracy theory into Google because that's a a rabbit hole you do not want to find yourself in. No, you send up hating people. Yes. No, no, no. We've only got ten digits that we use for our numbers. Of course <laughs> there are coincidences. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, the only one I found was uh, this theory that I came across, that the four Gospels and the New Testament were actually written by Roman scholars to combat Judaism by means of introducing a peaceful alternative in Jesus. Okay. Which, as conspiracy theories go, isn't utterly out there like lizard people, because at that time, there was a lot of Jewish unrest. Mm. But it's still obviously ridiculous. Yes, yeah, of course it is. <laughs> so that's, but I was disappointed. I was hoping no. there was going to be more. That's the only one I found. Were there any moon landing ones? No moon landing ones. I bet I, that's Oh, one. I came across one that the moon's a projection in the sky. Oh, the reason don't why get me started. Phases of the moon don't is get because me started. they need to clean the lenses. What? No, don't. Yeah. What about cleaning them during the day? <laughs> it just makes no sense. Anyway. The thing about conspiracy theorists... <laughs> Here we go. Here's Soapbox. <laughs> right. All the conspiracy theorists are pretty Have an idea... But they're quite persuasive. 
crowbar any loader. Deep breaths, Jamie. Deep breaths. I'll edit out the screaming. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't think they discovered America. That's ridiculous. I would be willing to believe that they invented steam power. I'd go that far. That's not beyond the realms of possibility. That is as far as I would go. Anything beyond mm. that, I'd just go, no, you're just getting ridiculous. No. Yeah. So steam power is as far as I'm, I'm prepared to go. Okay. Okay. Sheena Nichols. Why do you think Caligula was so insane, nature or nurture, as opposed to Commodus, who always seemed a bit unstable? Caligula, according to the sources, grew into his insanity. Well, I wouldn't call him insane. He wasn't insane. He was just a product of very dodgy upbringing with Tiberius, I imagine. So you're saying nurture, then? Yeah, of course. Childhood on Capri. The theory that the illness affected him. Remember, he was meant to be quite sane until the illness. That's the point. He woke up... And he asked for his tin hat. <laughs> and it all went downhill from there. Yeah. Which, I don't know, that's a bit too neat. But it is a theory. I do. Part of me loves the idea that he was really, really sensible, really sane. Like, Alexander levels of just yeah. really nice. And that's why they were saying, no, take me, not him. And then he just wakes up. He's alive. Yeah, Twitch. woke up. <laughs> Twitch. <laughs> yeah. You're okay, Sai. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but I, I can't see that. I think, as per usual, it's going to have to be the very boring answer to this. Of course, it's a mixture of both. Mm. I, well, we've got no idea what happened on Capri. Literally none. Not. The only sources we do have in relation to Caligula is that he quite often go to the bars wearing a, a coat so he wouldn't be recognised. That sounds quite fun. Uh, but obviously, if you t- believe some of the rumours about Tiberius, perhaps he had an awful time. We just don't know. I think just someone that just had too much power at too much of a young age. Yeah, it's no coincidence that all the really young emperors were pretty crazy mm. or terrible. Or Alexander. Alexander. <laughs> yeah. But he wasn't in charge, so... No, no, he wasn't. Oh, do you remember when his teacher was killed in front of him? Mm. Oh. It's like his mentor, the person who taught yeah. him about life, and he was uh, just killed by the... Oh, that was horrible. <sighs> okay. <laughs> Juliana Docus. Who's your favourite English king or queen, and why? See, I, I've always given this impression that I'm, I'm a royalist, but I'm really not, because I don't agree with the idea of royal family. It's oh, no. atrocious. Yeah, um, I, it's bizarre that we don't live in a republic in my yeah. mind, but um, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. My my parents are massive royalists. Are they? Yes, they love the royal family. Um, they watch the Queen's speech every year. My my TA loves the Queen to a scary degree, to the point, really? and I've never seen this before, she hates Princess Diana for what she did to the Queen. No one has that opinion. No one. I doubt even the Queen has that opinion. <laughs> and yet, my TA does. That's yeah. how much she loves the okay. Queen. Okay, Yeah. That's the level. Um, it, but in terms of interest, though, I you know, there are lots of interesting kings and queens. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I um, love the history of the kings and queens. I just don't see why we've still no, got one. I, I mean, if, if, if... I mean, if kings and queens were done in a Shakespearean way, Henry V, what a badass. I mean, just from his speech in the first scene. <laughs> You're still in Shakespeare. Yeah, yeah that, <laughs> that's why he should win. Um, in terms of interest, though, Henry VIII he, he is an obvious one. 
Yeah. But he's interesting. Queen Elizabeth for her control. Yeah. The fact that she is a queen and did so amazingly well. Yeah. You can't deny that. Yeah. Queen Victoria for her letting her politicians dominate the world. Yeah. And her children dominate the monarchies of Europe. Yes. Yeah. Charles II. That's who I'm going for. Yes. Just because... Just the story, his father being executed, him having to go on the run, dressing in disguise, hiding up a tree, did that really happen, but still good. Um, Reformation, he genuinely seemed to have a sense of humour from what sources we've got. Oh, yeah. He seems actually funny. Uh, You get the impression that maybe in real life, if you were near him, you probably wouldn't like him that much, but I don't need to do that. I just need to learn about Mm. him. And uh, Yeah, so Charles II is probably my favourite. That's why I got my dog. Because of him. Did he tell you King to? Charles. Oh, right, okay. Then. That's his breed, the, the dog. I am. <laughs> you may have heard him before. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Okay, um, this one. Who would win in a dance-off between Totanus Rankium and Rex Factor? Well, I contacted the Rex Factor. Because <laughs> I realised <laughs> we couldn't do this on our own. And Graham told me that he has witnessed Ali in a dance-off before, and he won. And oh. this was against a professional dancer. I think this is propaganda. Graham assures me it's true. Okay. Ali confirmed it, but also it was his birthday, and I do get a sneaky suspicion that they're either bending the truth or maybe the whole thing was rigged. But the fact is, Ali apparently has beaten a professional dancer in a dance-off. What have we got? we got Rocky. we got Rocky. Um, um, you'd be amazed. Well, the listeners would be amazed at what he can put out the bag. Yeah, I mean... Imagine John Travolta in Night Fever. Yeah. And then um, just, like, sprinkle some swamp make onto her. Oh. That's that's Rocky. Yeah. Yeah. It would make you cry. Are we allowed to use Rocky, though, or is it meant to just be us two? I suppose it's the Totalis Rankium team. He didn't specify... Well, if we're with the team, then... We've got Jeff. We lose. <laughs> yeah. We'll leave Jeff at home. But, uh... Uh, Roger's more of a runner than a dancer. <laughs> Definitely. Gilbert, though. Definitely. Oh, he can gong. Oh, he can gong away. <laughs> <laughs> He's got rhythm. No, he could, he could gong, heaven forbid, uh, Ali and uh, Graham, and then we'd win mm. by default. <gasps> sound guy. <gasps> sound guy. Oh, my goodness. Oh, sound guy and Rocky duet. Is it called a duet when you dance together? <laughs> I don't know. Sure it is. <laughs> they would know. That's the thing. They can answer that question. Yes, they could. Oh, could you imagine the magical conversation between them? Wow. Okay, right. So we're saying if it's us two, we'd lose. But if yeah. Sound Guy and Rocky are allowed to join in, yeah. then clear win. Instant win. Yeah. Right, okay. Vicky Squires. Will Rocky be making an appearance? See, it links. In American Presidents. Oh, no spoilers. No spoilers. Next question. <laughs> I suppose it depends whether any of the presidents had a pet rock or not. I don't know. And if it is the rock. Yeah, it might be a different rock. Mm. Um, what emperor do you think has the best story to make into a film, counting the ones who already have films? So who do you want to see a film about? I, I, I want to see the Julianus film. <laughs> That'd be a comedy. That'd be brilliant. That would be amazing. The Julianus film would be awesome. Yeah, because you could fit that into a film as well. Most of them, I'm thinking miniseries. Yes. Because a, a miniseries based around the Tetrarchy would be amazing. I mean, you could have a miniseries based around the Treason Trials, couldn't you? Oh, yeah, yeah, you could do that. That would be insane. That'd be good. 
but a one-off film. Actually, what I want to see... You know how James Bond is a film franchise that's gone on for a very long time? Yeah. I want to cross between us and James Bond. I want a high-budget film based on every single Emperor that we've covered. <laughs> With their own theme song. Yeah, own Each theme... Each one. Yeah, new theme song. Shirley Bassey. Yeah, that's what I want. And just... One film a year based on the life of every single emperor. That's what I want. That'd I'm not going to choose one. film franchise, though, wouldn't it? It would take the best part of a century to yeah. um, to get through it, I imagine. But it'd be worth it. It would. It would. Maybe you could like put like the year of the four emperors into one film. Chevrush. Oh. That, that's where the Chevrush. film could like do a crossover with James Bond. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, it really could. Yeah. Okay. Right. And last question. We probably rambled enough. This is Mark Summers. Which whiskey would be most appropriate for a Roman emperor? I'd love to go back and give an emperor whiskey. Their minds would be blown. Do you think? They wouldn't have had anything like that. No, I... I mean... Do you think? I, well, they didn't they... drink spirits. Oh, they couldn't have, no. No, they didn't distill of anything. Course. So then they they might have come close to like four to five wines getting yeah. some strong alcohol, but nothing to that level. And if they did, it would have tasted bad. Fire! Fire! <laughs> Is what it would have been. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it, it would just be amazing. Imagine mm. tasting whiskey for the first time. Why imagine it? I did. It was awful. Horrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No one likes whiskey when they first taste it, especially when they were a teenager. Uh, but, oh, it's... I'm going to say, I'm going to say for the early emperors, a nice gentle space side. Okay. I'm going to say for good emperors. Something nice. Yeah, just something. Actually, no, they can have the gentle space side. Yeah. Yeah. That works better. Yeah. I think a bit of a, something fiery in the first few emperors, something Rye whiskey. Or a rye. Yeah, Yeah, a rye, a nice spicy rye to begin with. You go for a good space side scotch for the year of the good emperors. Yeah. The crisis period, you go into your eyes. Oh, yes. Oh, it's smoky as hell then. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. Or would that be for the end? Because uh, no smoke without fire. Uh, that's true. Well, you could go back to the eyelids for the end as well. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we could double up. <laughs> good old eye back. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I would have to do. I have to confer with all the many other people who have tried to match up areas of whiskey with periods of Roman history. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'll see what they say. Well, why don't we speak to the guys that do whiskey to ask Rankin? I hear they're very knowledgeable. I do, yes. Or at least they like to drink whiskey. <laughs> to the point that half the episodes they've recorded have never been released. <laughs> because we got a bit too into it. They, they, they. they. <laughs> that is true. That is actually true. Sadly, sadly. <laughs> Not true. sadly, we had a great time recording that That's true, yes. Yeah. Right, okay, that, that's it. Um, I, I hope people have enjoyed listening to us ramble on. Um, yeah. It's been a bit weird. It's just been what it's like when us two are at the pub. Yeah. Yeah. Rambly, talky. Yeah. You've learnt a bit more about us. Which I suppose after listening to this talk for literally 4.7 days. Wow. Yeah, noticed that on my iTunes the other day. Oh. 4.7 days if you run all our episodes together. Wow. That's insane. Almost a week. Yeah. Over half a week. I think someone should do it now. After listening to this, put on the first one and just listen to it straight. See how far you get before you go insane. <laughs> if you yeah. do, 
we will come to your house <laughs> with a bottle of whiskey. Yes, we will. Wherever in the world you are. Yes. Oh, no, there was one more question. Someone asked about having a meet-up. In Burton? Yes, I saw that. Yeah, which uh, sounds interesting. I think maybe we should arrange that at yeah. some point. In yes. Birmingham. In Birmingham. Bacchus Lounge. Yeah, appropriate. Yeah, so maybe stay stay tuned for that. We might arrange that. That could be fun. That'd be great. Yeah. Okay, then. Right. Thank you very much for listening. Hopefully, we start our American Presidents episode possibly in two weeks. Work's got busy recently. Yeah. And trying to set up a new podcast is a lot harder than just continuing a podcast. So um, it might be two weeks before we start Presidents, so maybe three weeks until we do Leo. Uh, but just stay tuned. They will arrive shortly. We are definitely on that. Yes. Yes. And thank you all of you for listening to us for the last two years and if you've not turned off already because this has just been a rambly two hours then uh cheers cheers thank you for listening it's goodbye from me and goodbye from him and goodbye from sound guy goodbye there we go we're done we're done we're done oh i'm glad it's so demanding Oh, they keep sending us messages about stuff. What's your favourite colour? Oh, it's blue. <laughs> but it's not. I don't even like blue. That's what I tell them. Who has a favourite colour? I don't. I mean, I like Apart green. I like purple. Children. I have colours I don't like. Oh, yeah. I don't like yellow. Do you have a favourite times table? Sevens. No, an individual. Just times. Like, not seven times table, but eight. Something times something equals something. No, that's weird. I do. Seven times three is my favourite. 21, really? Yeah. I don't know why. I just really like seven times three equaling 21. It cheers me up. I guess it doesn't seem like it... Cause 21 <laughs> should seem like, an odd, like, a, like a prime number, I guess. So I guess so. Yeah. Anyway, really, this time, goodbye. Yeah, bye. <laughs> to Totalus Rankium. This week, Severus! Hello and welcome to Roman Emperor's Totalus Rankium. I'm Caracalla. And I am Geta, ranking all of the emperors from Augustus to, well, me! Me! No, me! Believe me, I have last you. Um, us? Me. Okay, from Augustus to Caracalla. And this is episode 22. We're looking at Septimius Severus, our beloved father. He was born on the 11th of April 145 in Leptis Magna, as modern-day Libya, making him the first African-born emperor. I will see you die. Okay. Um, his family were a horsey family, or equestrian, very wealthy and distinguished, lots of money, that sort of thing. Your blood uh, will merge with the tears of your own mother. Oh, good God. Um, Severus's father was a powerful man, our grandfather, within his provincial home, but held no office. However... I killed him, like I will see you destroyed. Oh, God. I despise you. Um... Severus despaired of his sons and started to think about what he could do to wipe... I will have your throat slit. Um? And watch you slowly die in the arms of your own mother. Your day of reckoning is coming. 
It is your doom. Okay, I, I, I'm sick of this. I'm sorry, Calicello. We're in different booths here. I can hear you through the headset. I'm just offended at the moment. I'm, let's, let's lighten the mood. Let's play a little game. What, what would you say to a lovely game? Game? I want to kill my brother. Okay, well, let's, let's play an animal game. Um, a cow says... I will kill you. Um, not, not, not quite. A, it's, it's moo. You're looking for moo. A chicken says... Your intestines will decorate my bedroom. Um, only a very angry chicken, but let's move on. It says... And, um, what, what, what about a, a, a little sheep? A sheep says... Bah! Uh, oh, yes, that's, that's correct. Well done. I'm going to smash your face in with this iron bar. Oh, dear. What, but, what's that chipping sound? Is oh, my God, you're coming through the wall! You're coming through the wall! Hello, brother. <sighs> it's Caracalla time. Corrupted lungs of 
obscene as cancer, bitter as the cut of vile, incurable sores, and innocent times, my friend, would not say, with such high zest, to children, ardent for some desperate glory, that old lie, Dolce et decorum est, for a bunch of